You are about to enter a great adventure. Welcome, everyone, back to Strutting by Gorilla. Um, strutting from Gorilla. Wow, I'm even messing wow. up the beginning wow. of the, the, the podcast here, Mike. Wow, okay. Some so Fire him. Yeah, I know. Well, hey, listen, you know, we have a, we have a great podcast here today. Um, this is the Strutting from Gorilla podcast. We got two guys in their 30s, fans of wrestling, just chatting about wrestling here. We have a very special guest, our first guest that's coming back for a second time. So he must have liked us the first time, which is great. Uh, we have Vinny Berry here on with us today, which we'll get to in a second. But Mike, how are you doing today? I'm really excited to talk to Vinny about the book. I thought it was really great. And, and I'm just looking to get into some wrestling. Uh, so am I. So am I. Just before we get started here, um, if you don't know, we have our Twitter and our TikTok, which is uh, at from underscore gorilla. And then we have our Facebook, which is at SFG podcast and our Instagram, which is at SF gorilla pod. So lots of socials going out there, but it's a lot, a great opportunity for anyone to reach out to us and tell us how bad we suck or how great we are. Um, so without further ado though, let's, uh, get to the man of the hour. We have Vinny Berry here from us. He came on, uh, last season with his book Lance by chance, which we loved. He just released a new book. It is, uh, the pro wrestling vault volume one, and he's got his website, which is wrestleville.com. Vinny, how are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Awesome. We're excited to have you back here with us. So, you know, tell us a little bit about this book. What what was your inspiration for it this time around? Well, honestly, this I had another project in mind that I was mm -hmm. I was going to write. And I I I thought that I wanted to uh tell the story about how wrestling promotions across the country were affected by COVID. And I yep. had picked like a half a dozen or so um, <clears throat> all over across the United States, like one in Florida, one in um, New England, and one in um, Colorado, Texas, uh, California. And um, I believe there was one more, but, um, but anyway, that, that that idea kind of died when um, the people who I reached out to weren't really, I don't know if they were consumed with what they were dealing with or just not interested in it. I had um, one guy do an interview with me, but no pictures. I had one guy give me pictures, but no interview. And then, um, you know, some people, like I said, it just didn't seem like they were real interested. When I was talking to my friend, uh, John Paul LeBlanc, a lot of his pictures are in this book. Yeah, um, they're awesome. Yep. He's a photographer from New Orleans and he covers the Gulf Coast. Well, he said, he says, well, you should do something down here in Louisiana because it's, it's so bad with, you know, the commission, the, the, you know, a lot of the promotions in Louisiana were going to Texas and Mississippi and, um, I think even Alabama just to run their shows. Right. Oh, wow. And so, um, he was like, and I got pictures of all that stuff. Well, 
somewhere along the line, we just decided to uh, combine the stories that I had written with the pictures that he had taken and just kind of ditch the, the COVID pandemic idea, uh, which was short lived anyway. But yeah, I thought that, you know, why not? Because he, he was like, look, I have 10,000 pictures. I'm not going to do anything with them. You know, he takes pictures for the boys, you know, he, he shares them with uh, the other wrestlers, takes promo pics and stuff. And he goes, I'm just, I'm just not going to do anything with them. If you want to put them in one of your, your books. And I thought, you know what, this is a, a perfect time to um, take his work and my work, put it together and just, uh, you know, have a wrestling smorgasbord, you know, <laughs> yeah. so to speak, you know? So where, you know, if for the, the listeners that haven't had a chance to read it, give them, give them a preview. You know, I know there's a bunch of interviews and, and, um, uh, stories from different wrestlers throughout, uh, the nation, some new, some old, um, right. what made you decide to pick them? You know, give the listeners kind of a preview of what, what's in there. Well, one of the reasons why I picked them is because they said yes to the interview. That's a great answer. <laughs> That's always great criteria. Will you let me do this? Sure. Thank you. Um, well, the the pictures, of course, are all from what I would say the Gulf Coast. You know, it, yep. the the middle section of the of the pictures, um, and then of course you've uh, the stories are they range from. And, and the feedback that I've been getting back on this is um, I got a real nice write-up from Slam Wrestling. And Slam Wrestling liked the fact that, you know, that a lot of people who don't get press yes, yes, were getting exposure. Some of these people have been around for 20 years. Some of these people have been around for two years. But yep. – Someone was giving them exposure and it wasn't the same old people that we, we read about, you know, it wasn't right. Sabu and Jim Duggan and, you know, Ricky Morton and Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes right. and all these guys, you know, it was a different, a different list of people. And I, I do get some veterans in here. I got some, yeah some veterans in you here do. that I'm really, really can't believe that. I had an opportunity to talk to, but Tracy Smothers is one. Harley yes. Race is one. Ricky Morton is one. C.W. Anderson is one. Mm-hmm. I've always liked C.W. Anderson's yep. work. I, yep. I mean, it's been around forever. Yeah, been around. Yeah, been around forever. Um, Supermex Sean Hernandez. Yep. Um, and there's you know a total of three N.W.A. champions. Mike Rapata may may not be one of the most well known. Uh, NWA champions out there, but he was a uh, champion two times in the uh, 2000s. And, uh, and then we got Harley race and um, Tim storm has got a couple stories in here. Yeah. And then we've got five NWA junior heavyweight champions. So uh, who are Ricky Morton, uh, Chase Owens, Eric Andrews, Mr. USA. And one more, who is my, can well, I'm I'm partial to Mr. Barrett USA. Brown. Vinny, I gotta say I'm partial to Mr. USA because the book the book that I received has oh. a Mr. USA autograph. Yeah, in yeah. It, so thank you. Thank you very much. 
Yeah, and and you know that's the neat thing about about the book is that every book that's purchased on the website will come with a a surprise autograph from one of fourteen awesome. wrestlers in the book. Oh, and, that's really cool. Yeah, and uh, you know, again, uh, some of the guys that participated in that were uh, Dale Wild, Mister USA. Um, Greg Anthony, C.W. Anderson, Tim Storm, mm -hmm. Bobby Fulton, Damian Wayne, Chaz Taylor. Um, so there's there's some really good ones in there that, you know, people are going to be like, wow, I can't believe I got this, guys. And then the other the other guys that aren't well known, it's it to me, I think when you read their story, you kind of get that connection and then you mm -hmm. have a book signed by them and it makes it special for the reader. And I was really grateful that when I reached out to these, these men that they were, they were willing to do that for me, you know? So it was nice. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just wonderful what you've done with this book because it's such a great collection of, like you said, guys that never really, that, that you don't hear a lot about, you don't hear a lot from, so to be able to even have, you know, some of the stories that that they're giving you, it's not even just like interviews. Some of them are, are interviews where you're kind of asking questions and then others are, are sort of write ups about their lives and stories sure. in their their career in wrestling. And I just think that's that's such great work. And and another thing that it, I, I think you, you might have already sort of seen this happen, but you've basically documented this transition within the NWA throughout right. this book from from Bruce Tharp to Billy Corgan. And I just thought that was like really cool to see like over a lot of the interviews from like 2017 to 2018, 2019. I just think are, it's fascinating to see the NWA work through that time and then into right when Billy Corgan had sort of taken over. Another thing I thought was cool about the book, I really didn't see this until, you know, after I read it a half a dozen times, right? But I, I started seeing like, like this connection, you know, of the stories, like Van Van Horn, right? He he teams with um, his tag team partner was Dale Wild, but by the time you get the Dale Wild story, he doesn't like Van Horn anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? The storyline continues. Yeah, yeah, the storyline continues, and then uh, Ricky Morton and Chase Owens' story ties in together. Barrett Brown, Eric Andrews, and Mr. USA story ties in together. Mm -hmm. Chris Michaels and uh, Tracy Smothers story ties in together. And um, speaking about Tracy Smothers is every guy that I've ever talked to that has mentioned Tracy Smothers has always said uh, how giving of his time was to pass on mm -hmm. the business, you know, and, you know, I've never met one guy who's brought up Tracy's mothers and never, never told me that story. I, I know yeah. when they, when Tracy's mothers comes up in the conversation, I know what they're going to say. Yeah. Cause that's who he was, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's something you appreciate, right? You know? Right. Yeah. You, you just don't see a lot of that. And, and so it, it's great to have this guy who his reputation is, this guy's just willing to give back to the business. That's all he wants to see is to see it succeed. And he's so unselfish in a business that's typically pretty selfish. Yeah. Right, right. And and why I'm so proud of this book is that, you know, it's 35 short stories. They're all different, right? I mean, you pick up Lance's book and you're going to read about world class and you're going to read about Lance and mm -hmm. that's what it's about, right? But 
if if you commute or if you have troubles committing to a, a big book, yeah. like I I do. <laughs> if you notice my my most of my books, well, both of these ended up about the same page numbers, like 224, mm-hmm. 230, right? And that was by coincidence, but I, I got people like, well, uh, my book's 400 pages. <laughs> Scared of you, bro, because, you know, I'm probably not going to pick it up, you know, because yeah. I just, it's hard commitment. for me to commit to a book like it's that. It's a huge you know? commitment. Yeah, it, it is. And and these are easy reads. The, the cool thing about this is that, you know, if you commute, you can read two stories before you get to work or you come home, you read a story eat dinner or after dinner, read a story, go to bed. You're not committed. Oh, I got to finish the whole thing to find out, you know? And what's cool about these stories too, is that, you know, they're not like war stories or, or Mm -hmm. road stories. Like, you know, these are stories about these guys shared from their heart, you know, and told me these stories about like Sir Mo talked about how he met uh, Nelson, you know, it's one this of the most heartwarming stories. I I love that that piece. Yeah. One of my favorites is Van Van Horn. Have you read Van Van Horn's story? Yeah, yeah, I did get to read his. That guy wrestled for five years in a 20-year period. It's, it's wild. Right? It's wild how he split it, that it, up. It's, it's, a, like... it's, a, it's a wild story. And and uh, what was really cool about that was that um, he thought that he made it. You know, he was wrestling yeah. for uh, Jerry Lawler and uh, uh, Jerry Jarrett, mm-hmm. and uh, they were called the the Beach Boys, and they dressed like Beach Boys. Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah, and they wore jams. But his partner had like a like a stout, um, you know, like a wide trunk or a wide yeah. uh, base oh, or whatever, yeah. but he kept on tearing his pants. <laughs> and so he said, hey, they went to the king and said, hey, uh, do you think maybe we can wear spandex? Hmm. And he goes, hey, I'll get back with you in a minute. So Gary Lawler came back and, hey, when a guy in the business has been in here for five minutes and tells me, how to do wrestling, you know, well, they got fired. Yeah. Well, after that, he, he did some uh, job work in WWF and then he hooked up with this guy named Motley Cruz yep. and they painted, they painted their faces like the guys in the, the warrior movie. Remember? Yeah. Well, like those baseball guys with the white, Yep. Paint and the black, and they dressed up like that. They ran into Bruiser Brody in St. Louis. He booked them a few times. He was, uh, they were going up, they were wrestling the Fantastics. So they were getting a, a pretty good push, right? And Bruiser Brody said, Hey, look, you guys will do amazing in Japan because they mm-hmm. love wrestling and they love baseball. Yeah, so I'm going to take you yep. guys with me. Here's what you need to do. Get your passports, get your business in order. When I come back from Puerto Rico, that's when we're going to go. Yeah. 
Yeah, he never he yeah, we all know what happened. He never yep. came back from Puerto Rico. Nope. He never did. And, and and those are the stories that are in this book. And I think I think fans will appreciate it. And you know, I wanted to preserve like the history and the these moments in, in wrestling that, you know, uh, kind of like stories that don't get shared too often. Well, you know? I was just about to say, you know, it's one of those things where when ever since WWE and WCW, there's been no real territories, right? The territory is the death of the territories. And it's nice to see someone that's able to focus on these smaller promotions or even like semi-large promotions and be able to get these stories from inside there so people can understand hey look there's more to wrestling than just what you see as the sports entertainment right like our generation the generations before us all had wrestling and they thought it was real you know and and it's not right it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a choreographed athletic event and to hear these stories and some of these new people and how they learned about the the business and you know one of the ones that i found the most fascinating was the the bushwhacker one i had yeah. no idea that they were the sheep herders and they were this like violent tag team that then comes to wwe they put they give them the old bushwhacker dance and now they're one of the best fan favorites PG guys around, you know? Yeah. yeah. What a stark contrast, right? They were yeah. scary, dude. I never, so I, I haven't I never had a got chance to see. Yeah. I, I never got to see any of that, any of their sheep herder stuff. That's, it's so wild. When, when uh, I was living in Dallas, they were wrestling in San Antonio. And uh, Jonathan Boyd was with them at the time. Um, Uh, Butch uh, had to go back home for, um, see, I I thought that Butch Miller was a new guy when they went to WWE or, but he, he wasn't, he was one of the originals. What happened was when I discovered them, uh, he had to go back home, take care of some family business. Uh, That's how Luke put it. And uh, so Jonathan Boyd stepped in. And, um, man, those guys were scary. I, I mean, when I saw what they were doing, uh, I was like telling my brother, don't, don't tell mom that we're watching this. You know, was, <laughs> you know I couldn't believe what we were watching. Stuff. Yeah. Wow. I, you know, I was like, I can't believe this is on TV. <laughs> You know the or the originators of hardcore before it even absolutely. Yeah, you know. Right? And I, they said they got that in Puerto Rico. I believe that. Yeah, we all believe yeah. that. We yeah, all believe that. Makes sense. Yeah. Now we're on here again with uh, Vinny Berry. He's the author of the Pro Wrestling Vault Volume One, just released. Um, you know what? W- was there any sort of like common theme that you got from these wrestlers when you talk with them? Obviously, you have a slew of. I don't even know how many wrestlers are in there. It's got to be what forty to fifty? Would you say it's um. Well, it's 30, let's see, it's like 32, two guys, I think, I believe two guys have two Mm -hmm. stories in there. So there's 35 stories. Yeah. Okay. Was there any sort of common theme when you talk to these guys uh, amongst them? Or was it just kind of whatever they wanted to talk about? Let's talk about some stories or. Well, they all love wrestling. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it was basically, you know what? It was funny. It was basically how the conversation went, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, um, like on that interview I got with uh, Ricky Morton, I called and uh, talked to his partner and said, Hey, I'd like to do something about the school. And he says, okay, I think Ricky will want to do it. And uh, I I believe he gave me his number. I can't remember how it came about, but I called him. And the first time I talked to him, he goes, yeah, I'm real busy, man. I'm going, I'm going to go to a show. I'm driving. And, um, but let's uh, make a time for someday next week. Okay. And I called him and I said, Hey, do you got some time? He goes, yeah, yeah, I got some time. I'm busy. I'm getting ready for a trip and a repairman's coming. (laughs) You know, and I could hear the dog and I could hear like he was moving around and stuff. And he talked to me for about 18 minutes and he goes, okay, man, I got to go. I got to go. And I was like, okay, but one more thing. I hold on. (laughs) And, and after I did that about two or three times, finally, he just clicked, you know, because he he had to go. I I could hear, I could hear the dogs barking, the doorbell going off, you know, um, him saying, I'll be right there. I'll be right there. You know? So yep. I knew it was time for him to go. And when I got done, I thought to myself, I got nothing. You know, I, I got nothing. And, uh, then I, I thought, well, I'll just listen to it and see what I got. Maybe I'll make a Q and a out of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was the information he gave me was perfect. You know, it was yeah. like, it was a nice little story. He talked about him and Robert being inducted into the hall of fame. And then he talked about his school and his philosophy, his philosophy of wrestling. And um, yeah, it turned out to be a nice story, but that was one I thought that, well, you know, that'll, that'll just be a nice memory for me, you know? Of course. Yeah. Bucket but, list. Right yeah. There. It turned out to be a good, a good story. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, good stories in there. The one on big ramp, is he hilarious or what? The manager from (laughs) new Orleans. It was so interesting reading that. I was like, what, who is this guy? He just like, that's it for me. This opened up my eyes to so many different guys that I just like never heard of. And so like big Ram was one of them. I was like, who, who is this manager? And like, why, why have we not heard of him? Like, why have I not seen his stuff on YouTube? So like now part of one of the things I like about this book is for me, I just start getting curious and I'll go down rabbit holes on YouTube. So now I'm just going to start doing that with some of the people that I kind of running through in this book. Yeah. His story uh, appears on page 50 and uh, the picture of him on the top of the story, he's about to elbow drop a little baby doll. There's a baby doll right there on the (laughs) hilarious man. I mean, I just, I just laugh so hard when I, you know, and you got to kind of look at that picture and the little girl whose baby doll belongs to is she's all wide eye looking at, looking at him, you know, like, (laughs) so he, he is a lot of fun to talk to. I've talked to him a couple of times. Um, I started podcast about a year ago and um, I've got some interviews on there. I like, um, look, I, I think it's obvious. I love independent wrestling. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's, 
It's good for this country. I think it's good for the business. I like the fact that you can pay up to $20 and, and still, you know, no matter where you sit in the building, it's a decent seat. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, you can get there 15 minutes after bell time and still get in. And no matter if there's no seat, you can stand in the back and usually have a pretty good, because right. that's happened to me where I yeah. standing room only. And I was okay with where I was standing, you know? Yeah. So, no, the independent thing is a, is a really good point because one of the things we talk about all the time on this podcast is how ever since WWE was this giant company that was the only competition out there, they have this like cookie cutter mold of how they bring these superstars up and having these independent, you know, wrestling territories and companies, you're able to actually get people that have different styles, right? It's not just this cookie cutter mold and it's, it's not just influenced by one company. It's influenced by multiple people, mostly legends that are running these, uh, these, these companies. So I I would a hundred percent agree with you. And this book does a really great job of kind of explaining that in these different stories. Um, One question though, that I I did want to ask though, between the Lance by chance book and this book, you know, what were some of the struggles that you had? Was was it easier writing this one? Did you enjoy the the Lance by Chance one writing mm-hmm. writing that one a little bit better? Which which one did you like? I mean, they're both great, don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, but they're 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 different. two totally different. Totally different. I mean, different yep. Night yep. and day. There's yep. nothing you know, I had one of my friends was like, um the thing he liked about Lance was that the fact that it drove him to get to the next chapter because yeah, because it was so exciting, but he was like, man, you've got 34 stop signs in this thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because you, you read a short story and you stop and then you read a short story and you stop. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I've always wanted to write a book like that. I wanted to write a book of short stories, but I was like, what, what am I going to write? You know? And (laughs) People were like, hello, wrestling. And I was go. like, yeah. And I was like, Perfect. yeah, well, that's what I've been doing. Right. I mean, so, you know, I, I, I write because I, I love to write and uh, I'll put the stories on the website. I'll leave yeah. them up there for a little while and take them down. But then I thought, you know what? There's a whole audience out there that doesn't even know that my, my website exists, you know? And so I thought, yeah. you know, to, to share these stories and these pictures, people are, I've already gotten emails. Like this guy needs, you know, like my friend, they're, they're saying this guy needs to do an in color, uh, coffee table book with his photos. Oh, you know? hell yeah. Yeah. He and, definitely does. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. I, they're amazing. I mean, I just, I'm going through his pictures, uh, for the volume two. And I, I came across Kevin Steen I've came mm-hmm. across uh, uh, Trina. Well, Zelina. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. What was her name? Trina. Um, oh, I can never. Remember. Yeah, I can't. I can never Trinidad. Uh, Trinidad. Or, uh, oh, Thea oh, Trinidad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Zelina. Zelina Vega. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I came across, you know, some of her, I guess, early years of, of wrestling. I thought, and I, and I said, I told my friend, I said, I, I know who this is, but I, I don't know 
who is it? You know what I mean? It was yeah, like, right, right. And he goes, oh, that's Selena Vega. And I was like, oh, wow. So, you know, I'm still finding treasures mm-hmm. in, yeah. in, in his photos. And I said, dude, you got to tell me about photos like this. You know, you got to tell me that Kevin Steen is in your archive. Yes. And he goes, <laughs> dude, do you know how many pictures I've taken? You know? <laughs> and, and literally they're up thousands and thousands Oh man. Well that that wow. sounds like a project that we'd be looking forward to at some point down the line. Absolutely. Um, oh, you know, I had I had a question for you, Vinny. Yeah. You, you we've been talking about just following a lot of these guys in, in sort of in the NWA and, and you talking about that and your love for it. A lot of these guys were in NWA during this sort of time period where, you know, I I've been calling it like pre Corgan, like before right. before he sort of took over and kind of put it back out on, you know, on streaming and stuff. With their resurgence, like, have you gotten a chance to to like talk with some of these guys that you had interviewed a couple of years ago about like what is it like for them, kind of seeing the this sort of I don't know if the perception about the NWA is changing, but like, ha- ha- have you been able to touch base with some of these guys since that time? Yeah, I, I've talked to uh, Tim Storm, mm-hmm. and I've talked to uh, since then. Um, I've talked to Sal Renaro and uh, Jeremy Jeremiah Plunkett. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Who who are working working with them now? Uh, but Tim, yeah, he he really likes what they're doing with the NWA. Um, you know, he's doing some commentating. He's doing a little different role. You know, uh, but he still plans to to wrestle as much as his body will let him. You know, and yeah, I mean, he's fifty eight years old, which is. He looks great, though. He looks—he's amazing. He, he had a match with Nick Aldis that I, I had watched on one of the early NWA powers on YouTube, and it was—it was fantastic. He—he he did great. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I—I I enjoy watching him, and he's a great guy to talk to. And um, yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of the people that uh, that talk with me are—they're great people, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Um, and, and I've, you know, people say, well, who would you like to interview that you haven't already? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's funny how I, I'll, I'll see somebody and, you know, I think, oh, they've got an inter- interesting story, right? They, they all got a story, you they know? All do. And so I thought, you know, I'll reach out to them and if they say no, then I'll go on to the next guy. You know, I just... I interviewed uh, a gentleman on my podcast, um, Eric Dillinger. I haven't posted the, uh, but he's from, um, I, I want to say, Indiana. He wrestles in the Midwest, but he, uh, this past year, has been doing a lot of death matches. Really? I, I've <laughs> never talked to a death match wrestler, and I was curious about it, and I reached out to quite a few. I mean, yeah. probably six or seven and nobody was, you know, like, yeah, yeah, we'll get back with you and never got back with me. And, uh, I reached out to a friend of mine. Uh, you guys know who Congo Kong is? It sounds familiar, but I, I wouldn't Can't know who it is off the top of my okay. head. He's, he was on impact. He was a, like a big guy from the jungle and he kind of, you know, he wore like a loincloth and 
okay. painted his face green or with a big old cross. Okay. And, I think well, I know who you're talking about. He's from um, he's from that area as well, and I I reached out to him because he knows uh, Corporal Robinson, who's a big deathmatch guy. Yep. Uh, matter of fact, Corporal Robinson helped him with his his gimmick of Congo Kong. He wrestled as Osiris for a long time. And uh, when he changed his gimmick to Congo Kong, it was like, it just, it <laughs> took off. It, boot, it took yeah. off, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, I I was like talking to him and I uh, said, hey man, do you know any of these, any guys that do death matches? Because, you know, obviously it's not my style of wrestling, right? Yeah, but, right. Yeah. I'm know, a big fan. I'm a big fan. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you, Vinny. It's not, it's not my preferred style. But, but you know, but there's a lot of people out there that, that like it, right? They do. So, um, and I, I was, in, you know, very interested in it. And so I told him, I said, look, I'm going to ask you some serious questions, you know, not, not like, oh, I'm trying to catch you or or i'm trying to you know corner you and you know i'm i'm seriously asking these questions out of interest you know yeah curiosity it's right. like i mean it's gotta hurt <laughs> you know and uh you know how bad have you gotten hurt and what is the danger and what are the waivers like and you know and uh, you know what this guy was so giving of his time and he was so gracious and he wasn't offended by anything I asked mm-hmm. him. I didn't ask him, you know, and he, like I said, I wasn't trying to like, uh, I wasn't taking him to trial. You know, yeah. I was just, <laughs> I was very interested in what drives a person to want to do this, you know, because I thought it's it was an interesting psychological profile at least. Right. And, and so, you know, those are the stories that I come across, you know, uh, I've got a, a story that I'm going to put in volume two that is, uh, was just jaw dropping when, when the, the story was told to me, it was, uh, Blake Christian, you know, he, he just was in NXT mm-hmm. yep. dude's going to be fine without NXT. <laughs> he, uh, yep. he, told me this story and this is going to be in volume two, but he and his girlfriend, um, well, they were, they were still friends. They weren't dating anymore, but him and his, this girl Mm -hmm. and another friend, they went to a a house party and, uh, the friend that came with them got seriously drunk. And, um, so, they were like, look, we, we should take him home. Do you want to take him home now? And the girl wanted to stay. And he goes, well, why don't I take him home? And then I'll come back and meet you. And then we'll just go from there and then we'll leave. And she goes, yeah, that's great because I want to stay for a little while longer. Well, in the time that he had left, and I don't know what the time span was, maybe 30, 40 minutes, who knows. But a fight broke out at that party. And somebody in that fight, pulled a gun out. Well, when the guns came out, everybody scattered. People scattered outside. People scattered in other rooms and down the hall and whatnot. And uh, his girlfriend or the girl went into a bathroom 
with some other people and the gun went off and the bullet went through the wall and it struck the girl and she died. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's awful. awful. And, and he told me that he, he, he couldn't get out of bed, you know, the depression and the grief that, that he had felt. And so his dad came to him and said, look, son, we got to do something, you know, I mean, we got to, we got to, we got to move on, you know, we've got to carry on with our, our life, you know, and, uh, his dad was willing to do anything and he knew his son loved wrestling. Um, he ended up, his dad found this wrestling school in Tennessee Mm -hmm. and, uh, he went up there and, you know, they, his dad, you know, told the guys what his son was going through and whatnot. And they took him in, you know, and, and he lived up there and, um, he worked through his grief, you know, with wrestling, you know, right. And, and now look at him today, you know, I mean, he's, he's a highly, he's on GCW, you know, he was on NXT. He was Mm -hmm. traveling all over the place. And I mean, we're going to see that guy. If he stays healthy, we're going to see him for a long, long time. I don't oh, doubt it. He's I an exciting wrestler. He I agree it. here. Absolutely. And uh, thank you for that preview. A little sneak peek into to part two only here on Strutting from Gorilla. <laughs> Ed's going to have 41 stories in it. Oh, you know, you're, you're already in my, we have a couple minutes here left. That was going to be my, our, our last question, unless you have anything else, Mike, but my, my, my last question was going to be what's next. I was going to say there has to be a part two, right? Right. There's going to be a volume two and it's going to have 40, 40, uh, individual stories, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Like this one, but there's going to be one more story in it. And that story is going to be on the, uh, the Northern uh, Wrestling Federation out of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Are you familiar with it? I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not. Well, Monster Abyss came out of there. Julian oh. Hall came out of there. Okay. Uh, Jordan Clearwater, Carl Anderson. Yep. You know, so uh, they've got a young lady, Nikki Victory. She is just on uh, AEW uh, Dynamite, and uh, that's awesome. You know what? It's it's going to be, it's going to be good. I've been going through, that's the only story that's not written right now. I've been going through the interview mm-hmm. on that and uh, I've been starting to pen some stuff with that, but that's, that's going to be such a good story. I I, I yeah. can't wait to, you know, just to really get into that, but. I can't wait to read I, it. <laughs> I know it, it's our, I'm already like intrigued. I just want to hear more. Yeah. No, listen, hey, as always, Vinny, um, we appreciate you coming on here. Um, Again, this is Vinny Berry, uh, author of the Pro Wrestling Vault, Volume 1. Make sure you check out his website. Uh, You can see some sneak previews on there of not only the book, but there's some other interviews with wrestlers as well. I've been on there. It's it's a great website. It's WrestleVille.com. So, Vinny, we appreciate you coming on and when you get the next book ready to go, we'll we'll have you back. We love having you here. Yeah, we oh, love I'd I'd love to come yeah. back. All right. Well, we will talk with you then. Best of luck with the book. All right. Thank you very much. Well, what a great treat to have Vinny Berry on with us again here on Strutting from Gorilla. I'm I'm so glad he came back on. I oh. thought that was really good. 
Yeah, it was awesome. And he's great guy, very knowledgeable. You talk about a persistent dude who loves wrestling. Like he fits our show to a T. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just I can't wait for other people to be able to to read this book, enjoy it, and just start going down the YouTube rabbit hole once they read some of these names and just get curious. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it's the perfect like we were talking with when we were talking with them, it's kind of the same concept, right? We talk about and everyone complains about everything that goes on in wrestling mm-hmm. and WWE this and Vince is losing his mind and well, you know what? Expand the horizons, right? And what a great way to do it than checking out his book. You learn about the past. You learn about the future. All the independent scenes. Like, maybe we're seeing another rise of the territories. You know what I, I mean? I think we like, just might be. Yeah, I think we might be, too. So, um, well, anyways, uh, we got uh, a couple great podcasts coming up here in the next few uh, next few weeks. Um, so, keep a lookout. Make sure you uh, check us out on our socials we got um twitter and tiktok we are at from underscore gorilla facebook we are at sfg podcast and instagram we are at sf gorilla pod please reach out tell us we suck tell us we're great yeah say something you know uh well and also if you happen to be listening to us on an apple device go in and leave us a five-star rating and review that's a great point. Um, you can leave, you can put five stars for Big Vito and two stars for Mikey Cash. That's fine too. Okay. All right. That's enough. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, thanks again for listening this week, and we will see you next time. We now return your perception of reality to you until next time.